0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we enter a couple of busy days of midweek football. Rangers summer spending spree will have no bearing on their January plans, although Philippe Clement's not expecting too much business. Matt O'Reilly says Brendan Rodgers was right to give them a half-time rocket as he thanks Pilates for his goal in Perth. And it's a big night in different ways. One in the Premiership in Dingwall as Motherwell head north. And of course, the small matter of Scotland against England women at Hamden. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, Gordon Dale and Kenny Miller. And Gordon Dale, the big games just come thick and fast. We're just getting over the weekend and on we go to the next round of fixtures. Yeah, December's always a busy period and a probably a very important period for some clubs. Um, some terrific games tomorrow night, Gordon, you've got to say. Um, Glasgow against Edinburgh um, Rangers go to obviously Hearts and Celtic uh, and entertain Hibs and uh, a lot of other good games but an important game for our home team tonight Motherwell travelling up to Ross County 11 without a win scraped a 3-3 against Dundee they need to get back to winning ways but I'd just like to be the first to say tonight Happy birthday to you oh, and I hope everybody that phones in <laughs> wishes you a very happy birthday you deserve I just it. think it's wholly unnecessary when you're at one of those really boring nondescript ages that nobody cares about. Everybody For, what, like, like literally nobody cares. <laughs> you couldn't be further away from like a significant milestone. So let's yeah. just knock it in the head and move on um, on that cheery note. Kenny... Did you like this period as a player? Scrap all that training nonsense. Aye. Just game, 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 game. Right Listen, up until... you want games. Again, it could be either way. It could be you're in great form and you want to continue it and you want the games to come thick and fast or you've had a poor result and you want to get the next game straight away so you can bounce back. So it was always a, a decent a decent spell uh, at this moment. Now, I love the, the, the Christmas fixtures, that kind of four games where you're looking just before Christmas and you've got Boxing Day, then you've got the kind of New Year game, but there's always one between. So it's uh, it was a brilliant time. You know what it is? It's a, it's a good time to, to hit form. It's a good time to start winning games and building momentum. Uh, so it's just a real again even even on the flip side you talk about Motherwell who have like no one a game in a living this could be the start of something if they can go up, up to Ross County and win tonight you know it could be the start of trying to rebuild some momentum going into the break just after the year so it's, I loved it come on then 01419511025 no shortage of talking points because you might still have something to say from the weekend it was really busy last night maybe you didn't get through maybe you've had longer to think about it, Matt O'Reilly's still talking about it, talking about the rocket that they got from Brendan Rodgers. So anything that's still hanging over from the weekend, please do share your thoughts there. In terms of today's news, if you like, it was Rangers AGM. Were you there? Did you follow it? Did you get the answers to the questions that you wanted? I know these days can have a wide range of topics covered. Uh, so what did you make of what you heard, I suppose, in terms of the most relevant football stuff? John Bennett was speaking about money in theory, being available. Money was spent in the summer. That doesn't mean there's none available in January. Philippe Clement spoke as well. Um, so, you know, he wants to make signings in January, but doesn't think it'll be wholesale changes. So what would you like to see, Rangers fans, realistically? And it's easy to phone in and say, clear everybody out, get a whole new team in. That, you know, clearly that's going to be difficult. So what, realistically, would you like to see happen in January, Rangers fans? Why not get that discussion going on 01419511025? Call us right now if you can. 
Uh, we've got a big night in the Premiership. Any Motherwell fans heading to Dingwall, you're probably out with Glasgow in the West by now, but I'm sure you have ways and means of listening to us, so why not pick up the phone, share the journey? Gordon Deal's gutted he couldn't be there. He said he would definitely have been there if it wasn't for work tonight. Uh, so get all your thoughts there, just how big. We throw that phrase, must win around willy-nilly in football. But is it at that stage? How must win is it if such a question exists? 0141-951-1025. And we will go to Hamden later as well. Scotland against England at any sport, at any time is a big deal. So Scotland women taking on England women at Hamden in the Nations League. Huge game, huge rivalry. With that added bizarre twist that a defeat for Scotland would in theory stop any Scottish players trying to get to the Olympics. Yes, it's a bit of a bizarre one, but we can get to that later on. 01419511025. Lots to look forward to. Yeah, it's a, a very exciting week. As Kenny said there, it's a very busy, uh, you know, month coming up for the players. Uh, a lot of games involved, a lot of important games getting into the January break. And obviously it gives the teams a bit of breathing space to see where they are coming out of December. Can they add to their squad? Can they can they release some players and get some money in? Because a lot of teams are carrying, especially the big two Celtic Rangers, carrying big squads there that there's a lot of players need to go out and start playing. Maybe um, release some wages as well, some financial um, pressure taken away from them. But I think it's all about the next, right up until you know, the, the, the January window opens. Um, it's all about trying to look to see where you are. Tonight, it starts it up at Dingwall. Ross County under a new manager. Motherwell are sitting there four points out of 33. And some of those points have came in the, the dying minutes, scraping a goal, to maybe showing a bit of character. But when you look at the league... The positive side to that is they're four points off the top six. And you've got to ask the question: What are the three teams down below them? You know. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's a lot of a lot. Of, this table here will change dramatically in the next three, four weeks. I think it will. Oh, well, they'll pick up a couple of points and drop a couple of points. Dramatically, because that would require some teams to go on proper runs, wouldn't it? I think there's good fixers in there for, for, for some of the teams as well that they can and, and when they come at this time and you've got the midweek games and you've got these this busy fixture list over the Christmas period, it's just that chance that you can hit a bit of momentum and, and someone could pull away. By the way, somebody else could get dragged back in as well if they don't hit that, if they don't hit the results over this this time as well. But I think when you get to January the 2nd and it's that, that last fixture before the winter break, it'll have a real view and I think everybody will kind of know where they're going to be at uh, in terms of are they going to be down there fighting relegation? Again, what do they need to try and avoid that type of scenario? Again, for the top of the league, what do we need to strengthen? Are, are mm. we going to strengthen? Because I, I agree with Gordon, I think the top, like the big two, their squads are so, so big. You know, like it, it must be unmanageable at times. It's just, it's just for training the numbers, mm -hmm. the amount of players that both of them have got. So I think they'll need to be bodies that leave probably both. Uh, that's not to say bodies won't come in if they can't because as much as it might be a tough one to actually get the quality in that you need, it might be tough to get ready players as well that are not playing. I mean, who's, who are they going to go to? Is it going to be loan moves that you might still need to be paying some of their wages and things? So there's a lot of things that kind of surround that. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers has said a lot about adding quality and so on. We've spoken a bit about Celtic, I suppose, Rangers, January dealings in the spotlight today because it was AGM day and John Bennett explained the financial side of it. Philippe Clement 
had his say on the football side of it. So what did you make of it? Rangers fans, were you at the AGM? Did you get the answers to the questions you wanted? And specifically on the football, uh, what would you realistically hope to do in January? That could be players out, players in, names that you think can move on, all the rest of it. Pick up the phone and let us know your thoughts right now. David is a Celtic fan who's first through though. How's it going, David? Hi, gents. How are you doing? Good. You well? Aye, aye, not bad. Good, not what are you bad. thinking? I, um, I, I just think it's that Celtic need to look closer to, to the Scottish market in January. I, th- I think um, maybe just Scottish players rather than even the Scottish market. I think most of our quality teams over the years have been filled with, with experienced Scottish players. Look at Stratton's team with Hartley, you know, McManus, the man on the show there, Kenny. Um, and I, ju- I just think that's maybe what we're lacking a wee bit. Sometimes... The, the the digs that, that, that some Scottish players can give you because they know what it means. Um, but I don't know. I don't know who I would sign though. Ah, <laughs> oh, see, that's that. That was the question. If there's mm-hmm. none out there, David, because I mean, it's... I'd maybe think. I'd wonder if Reggie Rodgers would maybe go for Stuart Armstrong again. Um, some somebody like that. Somebody like that. Um, maybe somebody at the back um, as well. I don't know who <laughs> I, get, I, get the th- I get the theory Because David's got that reference point Of a team that, that, that you played in and, and round about that time And it so happens that Champions League Relative success came at, at that time as well um, Right But the Celtic team last season was pretty good And you know didn't have that, that same core There must be different ways of doing it No I think there but, is different ways But I think what it comes back to is Again I, I always like to see in our teams a good kind of Scottish stroke British kind of quarter of the team but again there's there's very few Scots within either of the big two at the moment I means particularly Rangers I mean if it's Ryan Jack I think he's probably one of the only ones if the, if not the only one Ross McCausland now that he's broke through for a Celtic perspective well, you've got Northern Ireland international isn't he yeah, yeah, but, yeah but you know what I mean mm-hmm. but anyway but you've, across the city you've, you, you have had the likes of James Forrest and Kieran Tierney and Callum McGregor come through academy products have came through that have been the core then you had Scott Brown into the mix of that for a number of years when these guys leave, they don't really get replaced mm-hmm. by the Scottish lads. You have to go and try and find the same kind of quality. So I do get it. There is more, like, kind of more than one way to do it, obviously, because the Celtic team's been re- really, really successful over the last few years, won a lot of trophies, played some wonderful football. But I do get what David says. We all like to see our own and our, yeah. our big teams. But the only thing I will say to that is David can't answer the question because it's a, it's a very difficult question. Yeah. You, look at, you look at our top players, just now, Scottish players, Shanklin, as a top player for mm-hmm. me. But what age is Shanklin? He's 28. 28 years of age. Is that some somebody that Celtic would look mm. to bring in at that age? Because Celtic, you know, the, the way they go about their business, is they bring in young, develop and sell on. But outside of that, I'm trying to rack my brains to see... Yeah, I mean, Celtic to th- went and took, I say took, bought, you know, David Turnbull, he was the outstanding yeah. young Scottish player at the time. Greg Taylor's there. And it's funny, they probably could do a whole a whole show on, on this and what it means for the national team and all that stuff, but when David mentions that Celtic team and Rangers at the same time, the Rangers team you played in, those guys then all made up the Scotland team, really. Yeah. So Davey Weir and Stephen McManus and so on. But the Scotland team now, none of them play up here. You know, yeah, the, the, the best Scotland yeah. players now are, are down south. We've even got the odds, you know, Lewis Ferguson's of the world who've, who've gone elsewhere. Um I think that's why the argument doesn't really exist now how it will help the national team because the obviously what you've just said yeah. we've got really 
a strong squad that are playing all over. Again, mainly down in England, you've you've got the the kind of stalwart of Callum McGregor at Celtic, Celtic captain, who's right at the heart of the Scotland midfield and will remain there uh, for the next few years. But like you say, it's not made up by the old firm anymore. Um, I mean, the thing is, though, we can't take the suggestion of Stuart Armstrong seriously mm. because he's one of those that you love and you've just got a blind yeah. spot for and yeah. you'd, you'd drive down to Southampton and, and pick him up. I would go and collect him. So um, you're biased in this argument. No, I don't think I don't think Celtic will go down that road. Uh, if you're looking... I mean, enlist- under Brendan Rodgers, didn't he, I would assume? Yeah, but I, I just feel that Armstrong, whether he would want to come back up or not, and you know, um, is a, a different thing. But I, I look and I listen to the Celtic fans just now. I think the priority, and they're crying out for not me, because I know he makes mistakes as as a backup goalkeeper uh, to move forward. I think that's probably number one priority. If you ask, uh, then you would look at as oh, the perfect backup to Kyogo. Um, I think oh, to be fair to the lad is getting better every time I see him. I thought he'd come on at the weekend and made such a difference. Uh, people are now looking at a guy that was forgotten about and I'd forgotten about, Mikey Johnson. I thought second half, he, he, he showed a spark for Celtic. I thought he he was direct, he got on the ball. I'm not saying he's the perfect answer. I'm, I'm obviously not saying that, but I just think that Celtic supporters are looking saying, we've got a lot of players. They have got a lot of players I think they need to get rid of some first. Uh, that frees up a lot of money, but Kenny's quite right. It may be a case of saying, you know, we'll try and get them, some of them out in loan because they'll be on decent contracts. Mm. They'll Celtic then will have to pick up a part of that wage. Of that, there's no doubt. But I just think Celtic fans just now, if you, you ask them every time they come on the phone where they want to strengthen, I think their first place would be, say, get a goalkeeper to challenge Johan. See, I like... Or I understand the theory, David, but at a push, at a push, you've managed to come up with maybe Stuart I, Armstrong. I, if there's I, no other standouts out there, does the theory not fall down? I, I, I tell you who else I think Celtic should be looking at um, right in front of the right. Is it, is it me left back at Dundee? I think we need some competition for Greg Taylor. Mm. Is it, is it, is it own back? Own back. Baby Andy, uh, uh, baby Andy Robertson. Baby Robo. He's not. He's not Scottish, but that day, that's not. Um, that's by the by. He's, he's on loan from Liverpool. Um, he's twenty-one. He's I think he's a well, Welsh. Yeah, he plays yeah. football for for Wales. I was thinking more the other side of the city to be honest with you. Because there well, is we started the with tug of war. We did one. We had Lauren Shankland tug of war last week. Yeah. Why not? Owen Beck. He is really you, good, isn't he? You seen him last week? Uh, I th- listen, and I seen him. I watched that on. Uh, I watched that game on Mother Saturday. Well. It was absolutely really outstanding. You know, he's like again. He is. He's a. He's like a clone of Andy Robertson. The way he moves, how aggressive he is. He's. Everything's and done as well, yeah. yeah. And so he's, tenacious. And he's so he's got great ability in one v one. He's got quality. I mean, his composure he showed for his goal on uh, on Saturday was, was outstanding. He had a hand in the first goal as well. It's uh, he's made a big impact. And you know what? And it just goes to show, like that, like the loan market. A lot gets kind of made up. Oh, was it best to go on loan? Is it best to stay with the big club? This kid's came up here and he's put himself in a big shot mm. window playing for Dundee, and he's been outstanding. Whether he goes back at the Liverpool team or not, and dislodges Andy Robertson, which I doubt at this moment in time, he's definitely put himself in the shot window. But there will be a lot of people, and I think the big two up here will, will definitely be ones that should be keeping an eye on because for me, he's been one of the outstanding players over the last over the last month or so. But you're bringing them in, you've got to ask a question, I'm interested in what David thinks here, you bring them in to replace Greg Taylor, because me personally, I think Greg Taylor's been brilliant for Celtic. But they don't ha- even have a backup really though, Burnaby's well, so far out of the picture, yeah, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. Um, I, th- I do think David said backup, didn't you David? 
or at least competition. And, and, and the way that Rogers plays is more more with the, the way he plays, like like Gallatin wing backs up the wing. I think I think um, I think we should go for him right now because he's getting his says the other half of the city, mate. Do you know who I think could play there? No problem. Skills. I think he could play in that position. No problem. With a left back. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Aberdeen, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know, but, I, but there's, there's one thing. Yeah. I haven't done it, and there's another thing. I think being able I, to do it. I think the way that Celtic play and and coming in and playing, I think he's a nice, neat, tidy footballer. I think uh, a push. I'm not saying that, that that's where he should play, but yeah. at a push of Greg, there was something up with Greg Taylor for backup. Burnaby's not involved. Then I think Scales could play there absolutely no problem whatsoever. Thank you very much to David for kicking us off uh, with his thoughts. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Now after the travel, we're going to hear from Philippe Clement. He's going to outline his thoughts on the January window. Uh, the subject and the finances around it was covered at the AGM. So Rangers fans, I wonder what your thoughts are. What did you make of what was said at the AGM? What did you make of Philippe Clement's plans? And what would you, your plans be? Realistically, as we say, is there anyone that you think realistically it's, it's definitely time to move on? Areas that can realistically be strengthened in January, what would your priorities be? 01419511025. Answer us right now and we'll get you on next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Deal, Kenny Miller, both here, both waiting for you to get in touch. Don't let them down, 01419511025. It was AGM day. I, I've got no idea if the club's AGM means anything to anyone outside Glasgow, really. You know, you never really turn on the TV and go, ooh, it's the Man United AGM, or it's the Spurs AGM. But up here, it's like a big deal, and fans, shareholders get to go and ask their questions. There's always a... Let's say a wide range of interesting topics covered uh, And that was the case again today At Rangers But in terms of the sort of relevant football stuff What did you make of what you heard? Did you get the answers to the questions you wanted? Rangers fans And I'm about to play you Philippe Clement And add some meat to it from what John Bennett said So the question to you really is Realistically What would you like to see happen in January? Realistically what can uh, can happen? Um the Rangers boss says he does want to make signings in January but is already kind of telling fans it won't be wholesale changes he says players on the periphery still have a chance of proving their worth before then yeah of course like in, in every team but of course reshaping it in January is much more difficult than reshaping it in the summer that's also reality in football for every club so I'm realistic about that that's the idea to do some things but it will not be a lot of things. It needs to be the right things. And in terms of outgoings, have you had any conversations yet? No, because first we need to make a good assessment about that. It's not good, it's not fair, it's not honest to do it in six weeks. It's really short term that we have to make uh, decisions around that. So until January and even in January, players have the time to, to prove themselves that they are the right men for the club or the right man for the position. So it's, a, it's an, it's an open, uh, open battle in that way to, to show themselves. What do you make of that? Um, he sends a manager that um, he's looking to give the players in the building every opportunity. Um, whether that he's doing that because of... There's a few of them probably that he would like to see leaving. Uh, that are on decent enough contracts, long-term contracts, be very difficult to 
to probably shift them on, Gordon. But um, I don't think, just listening, I could be wrong. I don't think there's got to be a great deal of movement in the January transfer window for Rangers and Clermont. I think there needs to be, though. Yeah. I, th I, think, I think there needs to be. I think there needs to be, like I say, there needs to be, the squad needs to be brought down a little bit. There needs to be some people moved out, whether it be on loan, whether it be permanently. And there needs to be at least a couple that, that come in. And, there, and you know what? I think there will be. I, I, I know you can play it down going into it at this moment in time. You've got a month to go uh, before January it, it opens up. And everybody kind of plays it cagey at this time because it is, it's, it's tough to get the player in. Sometimes you're getting players that might not be playing for other teams because mm -hmm. why would a player who is starting every week for another team want to leave unless it's a bigger move? But at that point, you need to pay big money. So it can be a difficult window, but... Where is he looking then, Kenny? Where, where do you think? And tell what, what positions? Yeah, left I, back probably. Well, I, I, unless somebody moves on, I, still I don't got think two, so. Doesn't he? Yeah, he's still got two. I so, think so. I think the way he wants to play, or the way I think he wants to play, he needs wingers. You know, he's got young Ross McCausland there, who at this moment in time maybe looks like he could be a first choice to play that right mm. side. You know, and he's a he's a twenty twenty one year old kid. You know, who's just coming at the team. He's done great by the way since he's came in, but can he be relied upon to go every single week playing that position? Because there is nobody else. I mean, I know you've got Rabbi Matondo coming back now, so he could maybe challenge for that. But Scott he, Wright is he looking Scott Wright to again? But he's, he's had these guys have had their, their, their chances and they've been in the team, they've been out the team. Are the best maybe as impact players? Mm. I think he needs wingers that are. If he's going to play this way, he needs wingers. He's got a lot of these guys that can play inside in terms of your Lawrence and your Campbell and your Lammers. All these guys that can play their Seema's done decent enough. I mean, he's quiet spell before he got a, a couple of goals at the weekend, but still, he's still a young player. You know, he's a, still a young player who's not had a lot of football. So I, th I think he needs, if the way he looks like he wants to play, I think he's winners. I appreciate that it's harder than just to say, let him, him, and him go because these players mm -hmm. have contracts. And if there's no one who wants to take them on the certain money, why, you know, why would you go? Is there anyone that springs to mind though that you think, even although Philippe Clement there saying, you know, players can prove themselves and all that stuff, is there anyone that you think just, you, you can just draw a line on the right now and say, look, it's, it's clearly not going to work and let's just try and find a... I looked at, I, I, was, I was looking at um, some of the stats and looking at some of the players before I come in and one player I forgot about, Kieran Dow, he's come in, he's probably on a decent enough contract, long term, is he going to figure when you look at that Rangers midfield, the positions, Tom Lawrence back from injury as well? I, I don't see where he fits in. But as Kenny quite rightly says, the biggest problem is um, getting rid of these lads because it's not their fault they were given long-term contracts and probably on decent money. So you ain't going to move unless financially it's right for you. So that might be one of these situations where... They try and get him out and loan in January and they cover a percentage of his wages. That's what happens in football. You're looking, Kenny's touching on the... He needs wingers in if he's going to play this way. Well, if you're going to bring in a couple of wingers, is Scott Wright going to be on his way out again? We thought that was going to happen in the summer and it certainly didn't. And he's come on and at times Scott Wright's made a good impact. Uh, you just see it against Hearts in the semi-final at Hamden. Maybe he only scores against Hearts at Hamden, though. Yeah, yeah, it could, it's a very it niche. Could be the thing. Um, you're, looking, you're looking at Seema, for instance. Uh, what is he? Eleven goals so far. Yeah, and 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 so far, that's a ter for me. That's a terrific return just now. I would imagine if he stays fit, he's going to get fifteen plus. 
Now, if you get 15 plus from a player that plays in his position, you'd both remain with that. He, he just went eight games or something without a goal yeah. as well. Yeah, he's had a, he had a brilliant run. Yeah. Like just at the end of Michael Beale's time at the start of Philip Clement's reign, he had a brilliant run where he was kind of, I think it was six consecutive games or something he scored. He's then got a double on uh, at the weekend, a big double as well because it led to the three points. You know, I mean, he's 11 goals. I mean, you look at that's Ryan Kent's position. Left wing. That's mm -hmm. where Ryan Kent played. I mean, how long did it take him to get 11 goals? He, he, was, he was probably barely touching 20 over the course of his four or five seasons. You know, so Seymour's well on the way. At least he's given you that goal threat from that position. As he is a talented footballer, as what a Ryan Kent was, then he's, he's not. That's just a, that's just the facts. He's not as technical at all. But what he is, is he's quick, he's powerful, yep. he's hungry to score goals. He's very, very strong in there when he's attacking that back post. And equally, by the way, defending the goal for set plays as well, he's very strong. So there, there's, there's a player there that when he's used properly and he's given the right service, he's, really, he's been really, really effective for Rangers over this last two or three months. Mm, let's bring in David Who's on the line David Were you at the AGM Did you watch on Did you get answers To what you wanted to hear uh, Are you talking to me yes? yes David Yes Yes I was at the AGM I We were late in getting there Okay mm -hmm. um, It was before 10 But It was held in Edison House And It was It was chock a block So as we were walking there we were ushered into Ibrook Stadium, the back of Ibrook Stadium, up three flights of stairs to a, a, a wee room. And it was a shambles. I never heard one... I, I heard it was an echo. The echo was something awful. We were watching TV screens, and it was just an echo. You couldn't make out a thing. And they interviewed come on... And, I mean, he's 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 Belgian. What chance have you got? I mean, I must admit, when I asked, like, did you get the the answers that you wanted to hear? I didn't realise mm. that the problem people, people genuinely didn't hear, mm. like the answers. That they I didn't hear them at all. I have no idea what was said. Um, uh, yeah, it was really busy. I was there working as well. I, I think it was busy. In fact, I think the first question, if you can call it that, this is your big moment. The very first question was along the lines of. Why are we having this here? It's too small. Can you move the venue? I think that was... Um, so without getting into the logistics of the AGM too much, David clearly didn't get the experience uh, that he wanted. And David, one of the topics that came out of it was, you know, January and, and is there money available and what Philippe Clement wants to do? Do you think... I mean, would you like to see a lot of business in January? Do you think it's possible? I don't think it's possible. Um, we might get maybe one or two, but... I'd... I can't see us getting that many. They, like you say, the, the players are on long-term contracts. Who, who's going to want Dessers or Lammers? No chance. Yeah, and it's funny because those guys, like, again, I think if you to just randomly say to fans, you know, who would you want rid of? Those two names would possibly crop up, right, because they've had a lot of criticism. But those two guys still feature heavily. You know, for Rangers... Surely the ones you look at are the ones that actually are nowhere near, you know, nowhere near the picture. Yeah, but I think I think Lammers is starting to slowly go back the way. Um, you know, he was on the, the the bench at the weekend because everybody was crying out for Cantwell to go in and play his, his natural position. And Rangers are a better team when that happens. There's no doubt in that. Dessers once again, 
gets his opportunity, does well for a goal. Um, you know, he holds the ball up and brings Cantwell into play and Seema puts it in the back of it. But apart from that, contributed nothing. Just in the door and it goes back to the same old scenario. These guys are sitting on decent money and decent contracts. They are not just going to give it up because of Rangers don't fancy them. It's not their fault they were brought into the building. Um, and you can go right down the pecking order. Kenny's touching on bringing in uh, some wingers. For to do that, then you would need to, for me, clear a pathway because you can't have the likes of maybe four or five wingers and your team then bring another two in, uh, especially in the situation that football clubs are in. So January's not just also about bringing players in, it's mm. about trying to balance the books and get players out. Yeah, David's saying that, how tough it is. David, if you had a you know, like a priority, say it is just one or two, what, what's the what's the one or two areas you would prioritise? Well, like you say, probably a winger for a start. Yeah. Uh, Although when Kent was there, he 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 he, he never done anything for the last year he was there. So you know, but McLaughlin, um, that's not his name, right now. Um, McCausland, yeah, Ross McCausland, well. yeah, yeah. Ah, McCausland, he's doing really well. I would keep him in the team. Definitely keep him in the team. Yeah, going to be interesting, Kenny. I would like. I wonder if just generally fans of every team everywhere always hope they'll do more business than they actually do in January. If that makes sense, you know, like again, what, what, see when we're talking about business here, in summer that was a rebuild. It was this. It was that. There was nine new signings or however many it was that came in. It's not going to be that in January. We, we've got to understand that. But if you, if, if I think if Rangers fans were offered two starting players to come in and make a difference right now. I know I would rip your hand off for it. Mm. To get two players to come in and make a difference to the to the group and 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 hopefully take it up a few notches of performances. And by the way, I think the same will be across the city. When you look, January, Matt O'Reilly came in, Hitati came in. Last year for, for Rangers, it was Cantwell and Raskin. I mean, Raskin, if he's fit, he probably plays in the team. Cantwell should play in the team, even though he's not the brilliant season. They need to just get him into a into the right rhythm. They need to get him into a, in a position where he can affect the game like he did towards the end of last season. So it's possible we get players that can come in and make a difference and hit the ground running quickly. So I think, again, without going five, four, five, six, it's just not going to happen. If Rangers could get a couple of new signings and they're going to make a difference to the starting eleven, I think Philippe Clement would come out at the end of January pretty happy. Yeah, and, and John Bennett, you know, today saying, you in amongst all the, the questions one of the most relevant answers I think that came was does the summer rebuild that you referenced d does that have a big impact on what's available in January and, and he said he said no you know he said the squad has to get stronger and that sort of thing and assured fans that it, it would be possible to elaborate he sort of said that in the last accounts you know there was I think a 10 million loss if you took out player trading and wants to get to the stage where that that number sits at zero so that you can then add all your, your player trading benefits on on top of that, so making the I suppose the the right noises in the sense that if Rangers fans were fearful that nothing could be done, I don't think that's the case. But clearly, it's still going to have to be um, within you know, within certain parameters. He also spoke about um, try to word it the way he did, so I'm not paraphrasing too much. But basically, there are players on big wages coming to the end of their contracts. I think was roughly it. So I was trying to think who that 
that might be is that like Kamal Roof John Lundstrom perhaps these guys I think are rumoured to be very high King earners Barisic is coming yep. in this I think Ryan Jack only signed a year so talking about well. having to make sure that, that that's managed well yep. you know when they're either I don't know signed on different terms or, or that or that money's reinvested wisely well, well firstly comes. firstly I think John Bennett is right to say that that Philippe Clement can't suffer the the mistakes that have been made, you know, because he's came in, uh, he's, he's carrying himself well, he's, he's undefeated as a, as a Rangers manager at the moment, got a big cup final, chance to put his first trophy in the cabinet in, a, in 10 days' time. I think, ever again, what we're talking, I mean, David on the phone now, there needs to be some kind of investment into the team in, in January. So whether that's one player, whether it's four players, you know, or, or, or anywhere in between, it, it needs to be there. And if they need to get players out, they have to be working ever so hard to make that happen as well. Uh, I think that's an obvious statement that John Bennett's been made and I think Philippe Clement when he's coming into the into the job would have been again we hear that phrase looking for assurances I mean, you, I mean, you can't give these guarantees that things will be done because you need to get the players you need to have the money but there's no doubt he would have looked at that squad and think you know what come January I'm going to need to add at least a couple to it Thank you very much to David sorry you couldn't hear earlier on at the AGM um, but hopefully we managed to Get a bit of discussion going anyway. If you want to add to it, your thoughts, please do on 01419511025. You can, of course, tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. But before we go anywhere, if there's one bit of this show you listen to, I'd like to think you listen to it all closely, but don't pass up the chance to learn about this. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist, changing landscapes across the UK. Every now and then, a proper win-win scenario lands on your lap with no downside, no negative, just a really positive, good opportunity. And we have one of them for you because we've got an unbelievable prize for you to win. And at the same time, you can make a difference to local children in Glasgow in the West that really need your help. Now, the prize is a brand new car, a BMW 1 Series, and it could be yours. It is an absolute cracker. It's got all the mod cons you'd want at this time of year, heated sports seats. That's I mean, that's got to be the priority. Keep your backside warm. Go it's a must. It's a in must. This cold weather. Uh, M Sport bodywork. It's a 118i M Sport. It is a lovely car. And here's the deal. You text CAR to 84901. That's CAR to 84901. The text cost one standard network rate message plus a voluntary £5 donation to Cash for Kids. So you give £5 to Cash for Kids to help battle holiday hunger, and then you might win the car as well. It, like I say, win-win doesn't even cover it. The lines close at 6pm on Saturday the 16th of December. It's over 18s only, and the T's and C's are at Clyde1.com. There's no point in waiting until the 15th to 16th, leaving it to the last minute, find out that you've missed the chance so text car to 84901 you might as well do it right now and we will take more of your calls next 0141-951-1025 this is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Gordon DL are here it's 0141-951-1025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB we'll give you big team news in the not too distant future from Dingwall, a huge game near the bottom of the Premiership between Ross County and Motherwell and a very interesting international clash at Hamden uh, for Scotland women up against England. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Dell is on the line though. How are you doing, Dell? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not bad in here, I think. Uh, what's your point tonight? 
Um, I'm just listening in, obviously, and uh, I don't know if you know me for previous calls, but I'm a supporter of Rangers. And uh, the squad that we've got the now is the squad that we've got. And we're getting under new management, and he's playing with the cards that he's been dealt with. Now, we're unbeaten, and uh, obviously missed opportunities and missed opportunities. Uh, but I'm listening to Gordon earlier on, and uh, Gordon, on the one hand, he said that um, Gesser's done well, really well for the goal, mm-hmm. really good hold-up play, and brought players in, which led to an opportunity, which led to a goal. Mm-hmm. So he contributed towards a goal. But then straight away after that, he said, but he contributes nothing. Right? So my question to you, Gordon, is, did he contribute something or did he contribute nothing? I've got you there. No, he's not got me. He does. No, he's not. If, if, <laughs> if, 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 if you go and listen back, I praised him for... You know, he's hold up, if you let me finish, hold up play and obviously bring in Cantwell into it and see my scorn. I says, but after that, he contributed nothing to the game. So if if, if you actually sit down and analyse it, I actually explained it correctly. Did you think that Dessers played well in, at the weekend? I don't think he had his best game. When was his best game then? Uh, he's had better games than the other day, but after he set up that goal, Gordon, mm-hmm. he also set up uh, two other opportunities that were missed. But you're saying that he contributed nothing after the goal. I don't. I don't yeah. see what Dessers brings to the table, and and plus the fact I that, that I think I think also what backs my case up the the manager. What did they sub him? Sixty minutes, maybe. Uh-huh. Now you can you can argue the point that that could have been the game plan all along that Dessers was going to get. Look, I'm not here. I, I, I've been in football. I was a a, a player myself, and nothing. I don't I don't get anything out sitting here saying that. Somebody's played bad because if you if you were a player and you would listen to radio shows and they were talking about you, it's it's very difficult. You're only trying to call it as it is. I I hope the boy has a future at Rangers. I'm not here to say that, you know, I, oh, I'm delighted this guy. It's like Lammers as well. I'm delighted this guy isn't hitting the ground running. I'd like to see everybody going and playing and enjoying it and being a success. Unfortunately, it doesn't mean say I'm saying he's a bad player. Some clubs do not suit players. You could come to Rangers or Celtic or whatever a club you could imagine. You could have a torrid time. You could go away from that club and end up playing at the top of your level because the football, the club, the style of play, everything suits you. It doesn't mean to say I'm sitting here criticising Des or saying he's a bad football player. He must be a good player to be in the game at that level. Just now, for me, beside Lammers, I don't think he's contributing enough to Rangers. Right, so just now, right, so we're not even halfway through the season, Gordon, right? Right, so, so how long do you want to wait? Give me, well, for me, I have faith in every player that pulls on the jersey. I don't believe that. It's, it's the same as you always say about managers, when managers get sacked too easily, mm-hmm. too quickly. Right, you've said that since day dot. I've yeah. listened to you for years. Yeah. And you always come out and support the managers and say that our oh, managers get sacked far too easily. 
the, 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 the board don't have any faith in these managers and they should stick by these managers and get they get sacked far too easily. So what's the difference between a manager and a player? Now, I'm, I'm not saying that Dessers is a world-class player and I'm not saying that he's going to end up, uh, you know, winning his trebles and all that. But what, what, what I want to get across is we're not even halfway through the season. And, and I think that even though it might look like he's not got what we need right now, mm-hmm. that's not to say that he's not got what we might need next week. He might turn it on. But to, to write after. But, but tell me, so, so, right, Dell. I, I, two seconds. Right, on. okay. To, to, to write off a player so quickly before even half of the season has been played. Uh, that that goes against what you say when it comes to managers because whenever it comes to a manager and I've heard you say it about 20 odd managers they get sacked too quickly and too easily before the season's even been played out so what's the difference between a manager and a player? Del, he's now, what, five months in? Look, I'm not right. Writing... No one's saying sack Dessers either, so it is a difference. You right. can just say you don't think he's good enough, you don't I'm, think he's fit I'm the team. I'm not writing any player off. Look, I, I, I wish the boy all the best. I hope he comes yeah, and scores. Yeah, you keep saying goals. that, but well, come on, right. that's as, but as they would say in the game, that's birthday cared. <clears throat> yeah, but we're asked to call it just now, and then so far, up to this date, you are not telling me that Dessers has... Hit the ground running and being a success at Rangers. No, right. Well, who's asking you to call it? Well, it's kind of kind of the point. I mean, you don't need to agree with it, but, but it's kind of why he's here. I, I sometimes ask myself why he's here. <laughs> but it's, it's just kind of the point of his existence at this moment, Dale. God, you wouldn't be there without people like me phoning in. Right. Are you talking about we What sort Gordon of existential crisis Is Super Scoreboard having here I just I, I, I don't know where we're going Dale let me ask you about Your idea about faith though Because I, I don't I don't mind it in, in theory You know you're right As a supporter I think it's fine To always kind of be optimistic But you know you've said and You've got faith that, that Every player really Is going to be a success But you must also acknowledge That that clearly Is never going to happen So no. at, at what point At what point do you drop Your faith that right. What's your cut off point Maybe I wasn't so clear what I meant was, I have faith that every player could be a success. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's that's obviously never going to happen. So, what's your cut off? If Gordon's gone too early, do you give guys well, a my, season? My or... cut off is one season. One season. What, not, not a quarter of a season. One season. Right now, if we don't win any trophies, if we get beaten the final, and if we lose the league, and you know, but we we could have success in Europe and go all the way to the final like we did last season. But my cut off is one season, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's uh, it contributes much by writing off players quarterly away or a third of the way through a season. I don't get that. I don't understand why it, it's like you were really clear and, and Gordon, you were really clear. I was I, I actually when I was talking about Dessers, I spoke specifically about the weekend's game. That's what I said about the weekend's Kenny, game. would you like to add any thoughts? Just want to, just want to spectate. Uh, no, I, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the back and forth here. To be honest, but again, what what I would say is that at this moment in time, when you're in this side of the business, you have to call out. You see, and, and what you're what we're no assuming that this might happen, or, or we're no talking about hope that, that yet. Because again, yeah, you want everybody to do well, and you don't. We're no sitting here wishing for anybody to fail. But at this moment in time, we're, we're you're, you're just judging what you're watching. And even that yeah. at the weekend, and and what I would say is, see when you're starting to point out 
single wee moments in games where a, a, a player's created a chance or th- by the way that's your job I, I don't want to sound like Roy Keane but, but that's yeah, your job that, that shouldn't be that celebrated that yeah, yeah yeah but then you, Del, you went on and says he then contributed another two things mm. where he set this up and things right but that, that's your job so just because you've done that that doesn't mean oh all of a sudden you've had this good game that's what you're there to do mm-hmm. you're on that field to represent that club you're there to score goals at number nine you're there to set goals you're there to work you're there to you're, you're there to make yourself mm-hmm. a nuisance to opposition so again when you start pointing these wee single incidents out again it does kind of add for me it adds to the side that he's probably not done enough at this moment in time I am not saying this applies to serial dessers I don't want to upset Dell. I want to know generally because you've been there and recently you know far more about this than the rest of us Rangers have played is it 26 games since serial dessers arrived have you seen players that after 26 games you know will not cut it at Rangers aye yeah, yeah, and I think, so and by way, and, think that's and, and it doesn't take sometimes it doesn't take twenty six games. But by the way, there is always the other side. Sometimes it does take people that little bit longer. But I think that the reasons that a lot of people have jumped to these kind of conclusions at this moment is again, there's not been enough seen uh, from certain players for certain new signings uh, in, in the summer that suggest that they're going to be able to deliver the sustained success that Rangers demands. And that's mm. that's why people are now kind of questioning a lot of the. I'm quite the happy to sit here and wait for Dell to come on at the end of the season and give me a hard time and tell me I was a hundred percent. Well, every chance you make a habit of it. His Christmas cards oh, in the God. post, Dell. Thank you very much. Tackle the headlines. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Kenny Miller are here at 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB if you're just joining us. We were looking back on Rangers AGM, Philippe Clement speaking about January recruitment, asking you what the priorities would or wouldn't be. Had a couple of tweets in to say it's time to cut losses with guys like Serial Dessers, but Dell, the caller, a real big defender of players and judging them too early. So if you've any thoughts, get them in. We're going to get team news from Hamden, Scotland against England women, and a massive game in the Highlands. If Gordon Dale leaves now, you won't even make it to Perth nah. before kickoff. Forget it. So Ross County against Motherwell. We're looking forward to that one as well. Let's play. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun.co.uk/football. Right, it is beat the pundit time. The pundits. Well, listen, last night was. It was a bit of a shambles, right? So mm-hmm. I've got no idea what the score actually was. We think Andy Halliday still won. And in fact, right, I think this says more about what he's got going on in his life. At four o'clock today, he was texting me saying he had watched the live stream back. <laughs> and even although some of the questions were dubious, he still won. Still he had counted them all up. So he's gone back and watched it just to make sure. So what was sure. the controversy? How can we know? No, no there's, no, there's no point. Because that? it was confused enough okay. to explain on the night. Let's just not mm. go there again But it'll be more straightforward tonight I'm sure of it uh, Stephen is in air How's it going Stephen? How you doing Gordon? Right? Not bad Has the local area recovered from Gordon Dale's stint as air manager? Absolutely no But I'll tell you I'm still waiting on my sign ball for the last time I beat Gordon Have you been on before? Beat him and you're st- How long ago? That was about two, three years ago. No, listen, Stephen. Oh, I, I know, on, I know, we, we are. I know we can be bad for this, but seriously, you're due a sign ball from three years ago. 
Three years ago, and you said Gordon would drop it up. Still waiting. No, he's, he's not, in the post. He's not. He's, I've heard that one before. By the way, he's not allowed off. in air. Unfortunately, that's that's the difficulty. He's not allowed within a ten mile radius. I think you'll <laughs> find a more than welcome in um, open arms. This is the thing. I mean, producer. I don't know. Producer Callum, yeah. who's no longer with us. I don't mean like he's not long. He's no longer with us. I mean he no longer works here. Um, <laughs> I must have missed that. He would have been. Um, <laughs> he would have been responsible three years ago. But we can't. We can't besmirch the guy's good name. But who knows, Stephen? Yeah, nothing you do with us, Stephen. Somebody can but if you win it. tonight, Kenny will deliver it. Yeah, we'll try and send one down. Right, heads. It will be Kenny Miller. Tails. It will be the rematch. He must be good if he beat you though In the past <laughs> It must be good if he beat me <laughs> That's how he's back on It is Tails as well There you go It's the old replay right, Gordon okay. against Stephen so All the best Oh you Stephen Right let's give Gordon some greatest hits radio So he can't hear us And we'll get the clock ready Stephen it's 30 seconds You just answer as many as you can And if you want to pass and move on That's fine by me Okay hey, 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Who's just won Manager of the Month for November in the Scottish Premiership? Brendan Rodgers. What nationality is Celtic's Mike Navrotsky? Pass. Scotland women's Erin Cuthbert plays for which club? Pass. Which team's top of the league in terms of form in the last six games? St Mirren. Inverness Cali, Derby and Wigan are connected by which current Aberdeen player? Oh, tough. Pass. Which Hibs players got over 500 appearances for the club? That's an absolute stinking tonight. Right, let's bring Gordon DL back. Gordon, can you hear us? What are you moaning at? <laughs> I'm still happy that I'm not listening to the question. You should be listening to the questions. <laughs> Why? Because I like that. He and shakes his head and goes, oh, this. You're the only guy I know that like enjoys distractions. <laughs> I know. That's a distraction Do you know what this is the equivalent of I was talking about this recently Because I I should be used to it by now But it just dawned on me And I was talking to someone about you Um, Oh that was it One of my my mates right? One of my good mates Says he met you in the gym Yeah Right And says like True to form You're just talking All the time like to everybody and anybody and you're talking like whilst you're whatever it is you're doing you're on the bench you're on the pull-ups whatever it is talking whilst you do it he talks in the back in his own backswing exactly that's what I said I went do you know what that makes perfect sense because he's literally the only guy I've ever met who likes to talk whilst he's swinging a golf club <laughs> to anybody else that would be off-putting I'm just a friendly guy no that, that there's friendly and there's weird well I'm hitting the golf ball so it's only one person that's so off. you would just gone straight down the middle here. Then, <laughs> so you would rather Kenny distracted you, basically. Yeah, I weird, like that. Weird, I'm weird, here weird. to support her. Here right, to support okay, right. mate. Shout in, <laughs> Shout in with the answers. Stephen's already beat you once. Oh, beat you again. All right, okay. If he's flying as well, I could hear him. He was flying. Right, right, well. so Thirty seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Who's just won Manager of the Month for November in the Scottish Nate Premiership? Smith. What nationality? Celtic Mike Navrotsky. Uh, Polish. Scotland women's Erin Cuthbert plays for which club? Glasgow say. Which team are top of the league in terms of form in the last six games? Uh, Celtic. Inverness, Cali, Derby and Wigan are connected by which current Aberdeen player? Uh, Chinny. Which Hibs player has got over 500 appearances for the club? Stevenson. Who's older, Joe Hart or Craig Gordon? Uh, Craig Gordon. Okay, okay. Stephen, have you done enough? Well, that's pretty That's why if it doesn't beat me, he's getting his P45. <laughs> Here's the deal, right? So, <laughs> see, if, see if Gordon wins this. Can we just withhold your sign ball from last time? Uh, Stubbler quits, Dave. <laughs> oh, you can't be doing that. Oh, it's Stubbler quits, mate. Let's see how it goes, right? And then, if there's a big margin of victory for Gordon Deal, we might need to negotiate. Stephen Naismith is manager of the month.
things move quick in football, don't they? Oh, they absolutely do. It's under not severe. That, it's not that Livingston point, yeah. game at home, folk were saying if he doesn't win this, yeah, he's in ball. Yeah, one nil, yeah. uh, Gordon Deal. Mike Navrotsky is Polish. 2-0 oh, Stephen hang up Gordon I must admit <laughs> see, see Gordon the road. If Gordon DL is getting the Nationality questions right yeah. That's when you're in bother Because that is a real weakness of yours um, Aaron Cuthbert plays for Chelsea So that's terrible from you But anyway but does, yeah. Glasgow City Which I think is your default answer to every question I, I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. team is top of the league in terms of form in the last six? Rangers Rangers Five wins, one draw. Did, uh, did, how's Stephen doing here? He's still, he's still on, on the duck. Yeah, he's, he's still on the <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair play to you because I think a mini who am I in the middle of Beat the Pundit is a really tough format, but Inverness, Cali, Derby, and Wigan are connected by which current Aberdeen player it is your friend, um, great Graham, friend. You go way yeah. back, Graham Shinney, still Stevens and Zero. <laughs> Um, oh. Lewis Stevenson's got over 500 appearances So that's your fourth one right And Craig Gordon is older So you got a five What do you got? Stephen <laughs> Oh Stephen Yeah I can't believe he's on Oh I beat Gordon two, three years ago I think we were sleeping Stephen I think you have you were like Bobby Ewan I think you've just come out the shower mate And thought you won Beat the Pundit three years ago Stephen what happened? Just absolute disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> 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 well, hold on. So, uh, the, your perf- the questions. You're not happy with the questions. Definitely no. They were hard tonight. Come on. Stephen Naismith, manager of the month. Mike Navro. I don't think they were that hard. You know. Well, I just went for Rogers because Celtic normally win. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. But Stephen, look at look at that screen in front of you. There's a big zero beside <laughs> you and a big five beside me. I'll be back to take off. <laughs> <laughs> We're not letting him on ever again. Oh, well done, bro. Stephen and Ayers. Well, I say well done. Thanks nah. for taking part. Would be more appropriate. I'll tell you what. You've not dished out many five nils. Oh, that's a whipping one. Oh, yeah. oh that's easy. Yeah. How happy is he with himself? Oh, I, 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 I get so excited when they come on. I'll beat Gordon. He's got you. My knee ball gone tonight. You know, you set these things just grow on the show and then like snowballs. I don't want to keep repeating it, but there has actually been a development on. You know, the magazine article <laughs> again. I, I know it's haunting you. Indeed, with us everywhere I go now. So we found the magazine article, the, the most ludicrous, one. ludicrous magazine article. The interview you gave in the nineties, you denied it. We then found out <sighs> the real evidence and so on. There's actually been a, another development <laughs> on that, but I'd need to just I need to iron out the details and I'll I'll tell you on Thursday. Um, can can I can I just ask a question? Is it positive or negative? Because um, I've got a funny feeling this could be another negative. Well, I mean, if it's positive, he's not bringing it up. There is no. What, what positive would there be? Not are, we, in, are we talking about the article or are we talking about the songs? Uh, the article, the the Q and A, the Partick Thistle hate mail. <laughs> no, that, that, uh, listen for all Partick Thistle fans. I love the Jags. I wish them all the very best. I am. Um, uh, what you said in that article. <laughs> <laughs> In a roundabout way, I actually think it is positive. There you go. I'm going to spin it that way and I'll I'll tell you about it on Thursday. But anyway, right, let's go to... uh, The phone lines are open, by the way. I can see Marcus and Malcolm and various others trying to call just now. So please do, 01419511025. Let's go to Hamden, though, because Andrew McLean is there and he has team news ahead of Scotland against England. 
Yeah, a big night here at the National Stadium, Scotland against England. It's always one that won't lack any type of drama, does it? And, you know, it's a, it's the final clash of this Nations League group. Scotland have only picked up two points in League A. It means they're guaranteed to be relegated to League B for the next iteration of this tournament. But they'd love to end things on a high here tonight. They did run England close the last time they played in this group. It was a, a narrow 2-1 win for the Lionesses down in Sunderland. And if you don't think there needs any added intrigue into this game, wait and listen to this because Scotland find themselves in a really odd position heading into this game. A win for Scotland would actually end the players' hopes of going to the Olympics in Paris next year with Team GB. That's because ahead of the Nations League, England were nominated as the team to represent all the home nations. They need to win the group and need to win the Nations League, essentially, to get to the Olympics as part of Team GB. Of course, there would be Scotland players involved in that as well. And what they need to do is they need to better the Netherlands result against Belgium tonight. So if Scotland win, that really ends all of those hopes. Dutch boss Andres Jonker has questioned the situation, but Scotland captain Rachel Corsi spoke <laughs> yesterday and really strongly about it. Came out fighting, saying that it is outrageous and an insult for anyone to question their integrity coming into this game. They are desperate to win it. England have to win it as well, so this should hopefully be a cracker at Hamden. I'll bring you the team news starting lineup for Scotland. Lee Gibson in goal, the back four, Nicola Doherty, Rachel Corsi, Jenna Clark and Emma McCandy in midfield, Rachel McLaughlin, Sam Kerr and Aaron Cuthbert, Kirsty Hansen, Lisa Evans and Claire Emsley, the front three. The substitutes, Fife, McKeever, Howard, McLean, Brown, Lauder, Hay, Rogers, uh, Harrison, Davidson, Thomas and Napier. I'll give you the starting 11 for England. It's Mary Earps in goal, the back four, Lucy Bronze, Esme Morgan, Alex Greenwood and Neve Charles. The midfield three, Georgia Stanway, Kira Walsh and Fran Kirby, Beth Mead and Lauren James, either side of Lauren Hemp up top. I'm told there could be as many as 20,000 inside Hamden tonight, which would be an incredible turnout for this game. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew McLean will keep us up to speed on everything up to kick-off. I'm sure there'll be updates on Twitter at Clyde SSB, post-match reaction as well. Quite a remarkable scenario that Kenny understand. Once you get into the integrity side, I think it is, it is a bit unfair. Of course, Scotland are going to want to go out and win the game. Um, and look, it's the first ever Women's Nations League. I don't know if you can allow that sort of organisational... Oversight to happen like, like fine But as Andrew's explained there In theory If Scotland win tonight Scotland players know That they then can't Get the chance to To go to the Olympics And represent Team GB So just a bit of a Bit of a strange one Bizarre It's absolutely bizarre I mean I'm assuming That, that England were given the yeah, they're, the, like the, they're called the nominated yeah, nation they, 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 I'm sure I'm assuming that was done Before the draw was made then Yeah Yeah so again listen It is what it is If there has to be a team You then get into this situation But there's one thing for sure In any Scotland England game in, in men's football, the women's football, both sets of players are going to want to go out and do their country justice. They're going to want to get the bragging rights over their nearest and biggest rivals in terms of the national game. So uh, I think you can forget about any Scotland players lying down just so they can go to Olympic Games. Absolutely. We'll keep our eyes on that one in the build-up then. Still a bit to go at hand. And just on the national team, uh, I had a message in. Uh, earlier from Kieran wanted to give the under-15s national team a shout. They were over in Portugal. They beat the USA, they beat Italy, and then they lost 5-4 to Portugal. So putting a good shift, losing out in a nine-goal thriller. Uh, but a great effort from the Scotland youngsters there. So well done to everyone involved. I can see Ian and Fife and some others trying to get through. So we'll, we'll take some calls very soon indeed. Let's just keep the team news all together 
if you like because Gordon sum up how big a game Ross County Motherwell and Dingwall is tonight uh, massive um, Motherwell 11 without a win they've showed a lot of character especially at Celtic Park and they got a lot of parts in the back they were they were down and out at Fur Park at the weekend Dundee looked like they were going to pick up three points showed a lot of character they're up against Ross County under a new management now of um, Derek Adams um, former Motherwell player yeah, of course yeah exactly uh, so it's not going to be easy they certainly need a result they need to stop the rot absolutely and I'm just checking that, like the team out it is very attacking yeah I'll give you uh, some Liam Kelly and goal uh, sort of back three Casey Mugabe and Blaney um, I guess it can be four across the middle probably if you look at um, Stephen Adornell and Brodie Spencer kind of wing back roles with Spittle and Slattery in the middle and then really an attacking th- trio of Connor Wilkinson who got that late winner uh, equaliser sorry wishful thinking at the weekend uh, Theo Bear and Mika Beer it, it is attacking but at the same time the last time Short Kettlewell went for this it, it didn't really work you know yeah. tried it a couple of times yeah. with the three strikers and it hasn't really worked so I, it's a bold it's a bold strategy I don't like it you know again Stuart Kettle will have his, his reasons behind it but I just think how is it how does it work it's effectively like three nines are there but by the way you've also got Blair Spittle in there who is a really attacking midfield player as well so it'll be interesting to see because I think Ross County play a very very similar way with the with Yandanda in behind Simon Murray and, uh, and, and Jordan White so it'll be interesting to see but when you look across their midfield line it does look a little bit more defensive uh, than what Motherwell's did so listen it'll be, it'll be a good game I think going right Motherwell they got a lot of credit for the uh, for the draw or against Celtic uh, they fought back again when they went down to 10 men at the weekend as well so uh, it's, it's probably two positive draws but when you've went 11 games without a win oh. it's really really important that you stop that yeah the, as Kenny says the circumstances at the weekend down to 10 mm. men dramatic equaliser that kind of feels good and it feels exciting that the three games of this week Dundee at home St Johnson um, yeah and, and Ross County you simply have to be picking up some wins in there yeah of course you have and especially at home um, this will be a difficult game tonight I, I'm, I'm a little bit like Ken I'm not sure about this you know just throwing on as many attackers as you possibly can I don't know where the structure is to that I mean but like the, the Harry Payton's suspended on the back mm, of that week maybe it's forced at the weekend which but, shouldn't have been a red but listen if he gets a result nobody's got to bother with that the thing is Gordon you're against a St Johnston team that's starting to look a bit better and organised under Craig Levine that's always got to be a danger as well they've got to focus on tonight because they could be looking up because I said they're four points off the top six but if things go wrong and then results go different tomorrow night mm. they could be looking at Livingston just yeah. above Livingston uh, so Ross County Laidlaw and Goal Nightingale Baldwin and Leek at the back Brown Randall Allardyce Purrington Danda behind as Kenny says Jordan White and Simon Murray who tend to be a threat so very interesting game in store in the Highlands we will take more of your calls and get a full time teaser next taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Deal and Kenny Miller are here it's 0141 951 1025 <laughs> we're about to speak to John in Johnston let's get this question up and running for you though the 
full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Slat wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Okay, I like this question. Thanks to Craig Mackey for sending it in. Can you name the last ten <coughs> Scottish Premiership managers whose first managerial job was given to them by that club? Okay, so the last 10 managers in the Scottish Premiership who ultimately, that, that was their first. Hamill. Um, who? Hamill. Stevie Hamill, yes. McLean. Yep. Naismith. And yes, okay, we'll leave it there then because I think you're going to skush most of these. So the last 10 Scottish Premiership managers uh, whose first managerial job was at that club. So he says it's <coughs> permanent managers. Martindale. I'm not accepting <laughs> any more answers at the moment. Oh, I don't yeah, know how okay. you struggle with that concept. That is Martindale, uh, he says permanent managers only must have been appointed whilst that team was playing in the top flight. So maybe, just maybe, there's a team there that's not in the top flight at the moment. I'm not saying there is or there isn't, but it's worth bearing in mind. Okay. 01419511025. John is on the line. How are you, John? Hi, Gordon. How's, how's everything there? All good, all good in here. Is John good? Uh, Gordon Dale spent the break putting the chocolate wrappers back in the tub again, which is disgusting. But that aside, what are you, um, what are you thinking about your team at the moment? Well, obviously, um, quality has been used a lot. The words by the manager and, and a lot of people phoning in. Uh, my point of view is that quality is all about. They've got scouting systems that we can see. My point to the producer was we, we got Scott Brown for, I think it was about four million uh, many years ago and, and became a long-term servant, a very, very good player, fantastic captain. People are talking about Shankland. Uh, I know he's a bit older than Scott Brown was, but they must be able to pick up people that are worth taking in for... That kind of money, and we're not going to spend the the six millions and uh, Neil Lennon and Hearts and Sutton. We're not going to get that because the money that's obviously inflated now that comes with inflated wages. So I'm wondering where this sort of scouting system's going. Is this on the back of the earlier call? Are you talking about the Scottish market? Yeah. Mm hmm. Um. Who's out there though? I mean you mentioned Scott Brown right But Scott Brown was <coughs> was staring everybody in the face Listeners to this show will remember There was thought of it, maybe it would be Rangers Maybe it would be Celtic You've Shankland okay maybe But apart from that Who who are these Scottish players that Celtic Should be going and getting just now? Well there's, there's obviously a lot of players That are playing regularly In each team in the Premiership And they're obviously doing well for their teams Well as getting themselves to European competitions or top six. So the scouts there must be looking at players that are potentially like a Scott Brown, like a, a, a Shanklin. Now, Shanklin's been there for a few years now. It's not as if he just turned up this season. I think on the I think on the Shanklin one though that I mean I, I agree with you to an extent, John. I think Lauren Shanklin would have been a wonderful signing for either side of the old firm uh, in the summer after scoring twenty four league goals, twenty I think it was twenty all in last year. Uh, a wonderful season, but that was the first season that he had done it at the top flight. So as much as he scored in bundles and bundles of goals all his career, it was done more in the lower levels. Uh, but last year he showed, and again I'm a big fan of him. I think he's he's developed his his all round game is 
has really got strong uh, as a number nine over the last four or five seasons. Like I said, I think he would be a good one. I'm struggling as well, like Gordon, to find that. I mean, Scott Brown was there. He was playing every single week for Hibs. He was driving force of that team. It was an obvious one for, again, either side of the old front to go and sign. The, 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 the one that kind of stands out for me at the moment, but he's still young with very, very, very few games under his belt, is a lad, Lennon, sorry, Lennon Miller at, uh, at Motherwell. I still think... If he was to be signed by either one of the old firm, it would be more of one of these projects because he's not kind of been in the first team long enough to kind of go and show. And he's still really, really young as well. But I understand what you're saying and I do agree with it. Rangers and Celtic over the years have definitely just mm-hmm. handpicked the best players from the other clubs in the league. And again, they seem to have moved away from it in the last kind of eight, ten years or so. And even quite recently, Gordon, you, you could definitely accuse either both whatever of, of probably missing a couple Aaron Hickey if, like, yeah. you feel like with a bit don't, you know, look, how good, again, is, yep. look how good he yep. is look how good he is don't get Hugh started on John McGinn Aaron Hickey Lewis Ferguson Josh Doig they would be obvious yeah. ones so so and again it's kind of like the first call I think in theory John's right but are there any examples right now um, I think Kenny makes a good point about Young Miller at Motherwell. I think yeah, he's got a terrific. We can't promote in, that, though, can no, we? can't promote no, that idea. But he's been injured as well, gone. So I think he's got to concentrate and get himself back. But he's certainly one for the future. Um, there's not a lot out there. I think days gone by when the Scott Browns were coming through, you had guys like Thompson and people like that. You had quite a few that that clubs Dundee United seem to produce quite a few as well. Um, Aberdeen, so. I don't think it's got the same sort of a um, standard just now. If you look throughout our leagues, um, there's plenty of opportunity for clubs um, to give younger players the opportunity to go and play. Because, um, you know, if you look at how tight that league is and um, the amount of games that are coming up, but I don't see the I don't see the, the next Scott Brown, if you know what I mean, just now. It may take another season. It might just be that you know, time frame where it goes a couple of years and then all of a sudden, instead of one, you'll see two or three starting to spring up with a little bit of experience under their belts, playing first team football and then starting to mature from there and then the big clubs start to take notice. Thanks a lot to John. It is a fair suggestion. Let's hear from... Matt O'Reilly, I suppose a good example of what markets are available. Was it League One in England? Not even an obvious standout there. Celtic got him for a small amount of money and he's become a bit of a fan's favourite. Or he certainly was when he banged one in uh, to the top corner at the weekend and he feels Pilates played a big part in his wonder goal because he thinks it's helped him in various areas of his game. I surprised myself a bit after I hit it. Just swung my right foot and kind of just saw the ball go in, which was, which was nice. Um... I don't know, my first thought after it went in was actually, um, sounds weird, but how stable I felt in my body. And I think that's as a result of a lot of like the Pilates I've been doing outside of the club as well. Um, so yeah, it's nice to see like these things coming together. Recent days in training as well, I've practiced a bit of my right foot and it's feeling more stable, more more effective. So if I can add that to my game as well, I think it's going to be very helpful. I started ages ago when I was younger at Fulham. Um, because I had a few like back problems when I was younger, but then recently tried to get back into it the last, I don't know, last year, 10 months or so. Um, and I find it really beneficial. All sorts, I think it helps with injury prevention. I think it helps with just general stability on the pitch. If you want to protect the ball from someone, feeling more stable, feeling more balanced, um, more robust, so loads of factors. Just with my media hat on straight away, good stuff. 
Go and tell us something. Going to be open. Going to be honest. Just tell us something. Don't just mumble the usual cliches about it being a good three points and we go again next week in one game at a time. So well done to Matt O'Reilly. First you ever of, try Pilates? Do you know something? That God, could have extended I'm, your career. I probably could have, and I wished he's if, doing Pilates. You were eating chippies at Man City. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, but the the days were different. Um, but I look at it and I think. You know, if I could only have had that in my locker of Pilates, I'm still looking at it now because I've, like Matt, I'm got a little bit of problem with my back. You're into quite a lot of fitness fads as well. You, you, I'll try. You'll dabble in that. Yeah, sure, but I need confidence. I'm not a confident guy that will walk in <laughs> into a class wow. with my roller and my mat and everything. I'm not Kenny as much as people think I am. I need encouraged. I need oh, somebody to bring me in and and sort of show Any me. Any yoga oh, oh, or Pilates you? instructors out there who want to take something? Gordon under their wing? I'm being serious <clears> here. If people are there, I would love to try it. Right, uh, but going back to Matt O'Reilly, which is more important. First and foremost, I think practicing his right foot certainly paid off. Uh, it was an absolute fantastic strike. He's been brilliant this season, you've got to say. Um, I think the new lease of life under Brendan Rodgers, just getting released to go and get in the box as often as he can. He makes intelligent runs. He's a very dangerous player. I think he's up to his game a mile. I really do. I think he's absolutely mm. brilliant. I think he's got everything in his locker. Uh, and I'm not surprised that clubs down in England are certainly, certainly monitoring his progress. I liked Andy Halliday's line last night though He said that his fiance does Pilates every day And he's never seen her bang one in from 25 yards with her weak foot <laughs> So he's, he's a bit cynical about it Do you yeah. ever try, do you ever do anything, yoga you know, No, well I think it's the usual ones when you're in pre-season The clubs that have been at have brought the, the yoga instructor in for one hour a week Which, what's the point, you know it's, uh, It can actually cause you more... <laughs> Like more baller if you actually not going to like fully Stick commit to it. it. So like, no, it was never something that I I went in. I know you, you've heard. I mean, that's Matt O'Reilly talking. I think Ryan Giggs towards the end. He, oh yeah, he was, he, big, he was, he was big yeah. on it and he played till what was right at the top level until he was 40, 41. So uh, no, I never ever kind of fancied that to be fair. No. So just one of these Could guys. Played till was 50? One of these yeah. guys that just just randomly yeah. went and played till he was forty without <clears throat> taking any measures. Great. Um, but anyway, yep, Matt O'Reilly there And he also says that Brendan Rodgers was right to give them a half-time rocket at the weekend He says it's important it doesn't happen again Yeah, I think it was, it was probably needed um, Bit of a wake-up wake up call that's, that's probably coming um, and Yeah, we played too slow, not enough intensity in our pressing and all-round play And I think it was you know, justified by what he said And yeah, like you said, reaction was, was good in the second half But hopefully it doesn't need to happen again yeah, it's a busy month, so, I mean, game after game, you've kind of got to be at it each and every game, and I think when you play for a club like Celtic, it's very important to, you know, let go of previous games and kind of move very quickly onto the next one. Uh, let's bring Ian in, who's on the line. He's a Rangers fan from Fife. What's your point tonight, Ian? Good evening, lads. How are you? Good. Are you, Will? No, I'm fine, Good. thanks. Hi. Um, just a quick point uh, Was it Bell who was on about an hour ago And was giving Gordon a bit of a hard time oh, It was good wasn't it It was great that <laughs> uh, Well I'm sorry to burst your bubble there Gordon But I'm going to be in uh, Dazzer's oh, corner Ah well done yeah. Ian Aye. There'll be a ball coming to you Ian's from Fife He's one of your contacts in Kirkcaldy That you phoned up Trying to get him on side Yeah yeah Give Well you see I'm a Kirkcaldy boy there anyway yeah. Gordon You know so yeah. Right. Um, so what, what has Gordon said that you agree with well, it's it's more to the point there. I mean, did you say earlier that it was 26 games that uh, Cyril Dessers has been in? Is it enough time? 
I could uh, sort of guess after about 26 minutes that there was a bit of an issue there. Like, and I hate being hard on players, like, because I know how difficult a game it is. However, I'll look at them and I think Rangers are a much better team when they do a high press. And fortunately, the majority of their problems come by losing the ball in the final third. Hence why I'm going to talk about Cyril Dessers here. You know, he doesn't look like somebody who's ever going to lead the line. Um, he'll never take the ball in. He can't run into space. He's a big old unit. Rarely wins a 50-50. Doesn't seem to be a great deal of anticipation. Now, I know Daniel is not the finished article, but we are a much, much better side than he plays. And unfortunately, and I hate saying it, um, I just don't see a player in Cyril Dessers. Now, you two guys played up front for all your career. I mean, how difficult is it to take it and stick your backside in the, in the defender and get on your bike? Um, for what it's worth, just in case anyone picks me up, Cyril Dessers has played 23 times. Rangers have played 26, you know, for, for mm-hmm. when he's been there. He's obviously been unused uh, in some of them. Um, okay, my apologies. No, 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 you don't need to apologise at all. No, it's just to, to clarify from my end. Um, what do you make of Ian, Ian's take then? I don't, Dale will not be happy. Dale's shouting no. at the radio. Mm. He doesn't want anyone to. Um, to be so quick in his judgment, but we're all allowed to I guess. Sorry, Ken. I, I, I don't think he will be the only Rangers fan with, th- with those thoughts. Everybody hopes that players come to clubs and hit the ground running and have a terrific uh, career and be a fan's favourite. We're only comment on just now what we've seen of Cyril Dessers. And you said he come in in the summer, come in with a big tag, he come in with us, you know, you're thinking he was going to score goals, he was going to be the finished article. So far, now, to be fair to me, I gave him a lot of praise in the first half away to Livingston when he got his goal. I thought he worked hard. I thought he was trying to be a team player. But apart from the odd little cameo, I've not seen enough of him. And I don't think I'm the only one here that would, would have this opinion. I've not seen enough of him to convince me that he's got to take Rangers to where Rangers fans and the new Rangers manager wants to go. Is it that, and this is definitely going to sound really harsh, I'm trying to find the, the, the least harsh way of saying it, that, that right now the apparent lack of an obvious strength that, that Rangers fans are latching onto, that sounds really critical. But you know what I mean, let's take take Matondo, take Sima, take whoever. They might have a really, really bad game, four really, really bad games, but you go... But he's really quick, and if we can harness that pace and get in behind it, you know it's going to be a real weapon. Or take, I don't know, you know, someone else as an example, and you see, yeah, but that, you know, that's his strength. Is it because at the moment Ian and others are saying, I, I don't really, what even what is what's the style? What what's the bit that you're really hoping Dessers flourishes at? <clears throat> I think that's exactly. It's not jumping out. I, is I it? think that's exactly. A lot of fans are saying is like so again to go what Gordon was saying earlier. What is he? Contributing to the by the way, he's contributing the fact that he's on the pitch, right? And he and he is trying and he's working and he's he's, he's doing with his but he's not particularly quick. He's not been a real proven goal scorer when a lot of chances have came, even in that game that you're referring to, where he did do okay mm-hmm. at the start of that Livingston game. He could have had a hat trick in the first half. You know, so he was quite wasteful with a couple of really good chances as well. Uh his link up playing things. <laughs> this is where I really feel the fans, particularly Ibrox, are getting right on because the ball's gone up and it's not sticking, or it's a misplaced layoff, which then sometimes lead to counter attacks. There's the Rangers fans are looking, well, what is the quality? 
You know, like when you're right to kind of reference Matondo and Seymour, they've got real, real pace and they can be an asset to any team if utilised properly. But at the moment, Cyril Dessers is just struggling. You know, I think he's really struggling for confidence. I think the best thing that's happened to him is Danilo's got fit and he's been taken out of the team. If you look at the game at Dundee when he came on, he got his goal. Uh, the, the game was already done. There was no pressure on his shoulders to lead that line. Because even at the weekend, there's still, it's, it's now now for, for long, long spells of the game. The pressure can start to build at it, which you can already hear it. You heard the booze on the Thursday night when it was at half time and at full time against uh, Aris Limassol. So when when you're the, the number nine for Rangers and you're leading that line and, and a lot of the pressure is on your shoulders to deliver, he just looks like up at this moment and right up until now from the first game, up until now, he's feeling that pressure every single time he goes on the field. Thanks, Ian. I don't like it when people phone in support of Gordon DL, but you well seem done. like a good man. Thank you. Up, up. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist. Proud to support the local community. Some things are worth mentioning twice in one show and we can't assume that everyone heard me when I said this earlier. We have what I described as the ultimate win-win scenario. At this time of year, we really, really need your help to try and make a difference to children in this area. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas is back. We're talking about children who were already probably due for a, a tough time of year. You add in the cost of living crisis, um, think even simple things like food on the table, warm clothes on their back. That's the type of thing that we're trying to help with. And you can do that. Donate a fiver to Cash for Kids and potentially win a brand new BMW 1 Series thanks to Arnold Clark. Like I said, win-win has to be the tagline here. There is no possible downside if you like the sound of it you basically text car to 84901 that's car c-a-r to 84901 now the text costs a standard network rate message then a five pounds voluntary donation to cash for kids um the entries do close at 6 p.m saturday the 16th of december it's over 18s only full t's and c's are at clyde1.com but that's the deal it's just the cost of a message a fiver to cash for kids. You're helping children in the local community and you might even win a brand new BMW 1 Series. It's got all the all the features you would look for. I mentioned it earlier this time of year. I think you'll be straight on to the heated sports seats. That's for sure if you're anything like Gordon DL. So if you like the sound of it, text CAR to 84901. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One mm. Super Scoreboard Into the final parts of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard I feel like it's gone quite quickly Must be enjoying your company Which is mm. a concern uh, We do have the full time teaser though And you're scushing it so far Can you name the last 10 Scottish Premiership managers Whose management job was their first So if you like Hearts at the moment Stephen Naismith It's his first job I've got a Scottish you said though uh, No Scottish Aye. Premiership. Oh, so just anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I don't get me wrong. They're between us and the listening public. There's not that many that yeah, aren't okay. Scottish. Anyway. I've got. I've um, got. So little done. Recap. Stephen Naismith. It's his first job. Yep. Stephen McLean. It was his first job. Stevie Hamill. It was his first job. And what was the other one you shouted Martin out Dale. when I didn't want it? David Martindale. It was is his first job. So right. right. Robson. Yep. Gordon. I could. I should be a cracker if I oh, Just tell us. Put us out of misery. Tam Court. Dundee United? No. Okay, he's Celtic, Celtic manager. But they weren't even in the league at the time, huh? What about Kettlewell, whose first job was Ross County? Um, it's just shouting out what names. What are you on now. about? No. <laughs> um, no. I think, hold on, I think we've actually 
Let me double check something. Yeah, Ross County one 0 up already. Oh no! Oh no! Um, it was a Simon Murray corner uh, headed in from a corner. Sorry, very early. Yeah, on. we we are a late team. We're eight, eight minutes I, plus. That is a disastrous start, oh! though, isn't it? Callum Davidson. Yes, well done. Okay, we'll get the rest before the end. On a serious note, if you could focus on the football. That's another nightmare start for Motherwell. We said it was a verging on must-win game. Do you know, the the highlight... Well, everybody's focused on Van Veen being away and they brought in... I think they brought in about four strikers. Am I correct? Not around about that anyway to try and replace them. For me, the biggest problem is they concede so many goals. I think they've conceded the most amount of goals in the league so far. Um, it's all right saying, well, we let our, we, our, we lost our top goal scorer. But you still got to be hard to beat. You keep losing goal after goal after goal, and it's the same at home. In the last four games, we're well over double figures. Um, and you ain't going to pick up points at a standard if you keep doing that, especially three points, which you're hoping to do. The only, the only positive is the fact that I think lately in the last two games, Celtic, Dundee, 10 men, they've showed a bit of character. They're one down. They're mm. up at Dingwall. We, we've been there. We know how hard it is. They've got to show yeah, a, a it, big bit of it, character. At some point, though, you're hoping the bit of character isn't rescuing a draw I know. at the I'm, end, isn't it? <laughs> now they're going to try and win a game. Well, it needs to be because even a draw now, like again, it's, they've got to score now two, minimum two, to, mm -hmm. to, to get the win now. So even a draw, it just extends that long unbeaten run. You know, as much as it might be depending on how the draw comes about, like it did at the weekend, like it did against Celtic, it can be positive. But it's still not a win, you know. And draws, I mean, I'm sure even though they're like the draws that they've had a couple of wins, they, they would they forgo like more losses if, if they can get the, the wins that they need it. The one thing that, that Dell and I agreed on was he said that I, I, I'm always been on here with opinion that I, I hate managers getting sacked very quickly and making knee jerk reactions. But if, for instance, Motherwell had to lose that tonight. You're staring at four points out a possible thirty-six, Kenny. It's it's uh, incredible, like, you know, like and, and 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 I'm trying to say in my day, if when I was in management, if if I'd picked up four points out of thirty-six, I wouldn't be in a job. Yeah, it's, and, it's, and you see the thing is, as much as you never like to see people losing their jobs or getting sat right, every single person who wants to be in this job or is in this job, they they, they know the nature of the business. Mm. And that is when you go, like you're, when you get, if you've made it to 11 games when you've no won a game, that, that you've obviously done something right. I mean, again, we talked about the credit he had in the bank for his, his end of the season and even the first four games of this season. But to go 11, 12 games without a win, mm. you, you, any manager at any level is going to do well yeah. to keep their job at that well, stage. Still a long way to go in this one. Let's see what happens in the remainder of the game in Dingwall. We're just underway at Hamden as well. A good few minutes in. Uh, now right enough, maybe six or seven gone. Still goalless between Scotland and England's women in that strange Nations League scenario uh, that has come around. But there we go. Still hopefully Pedro Martinez losses side can go and get the victory in that one. A bit of transfer news today. Did you like this? I, I wondered if this is the... Is this the shortest term deal that you've ever heard of? Go. Gary Mackay-Steven. Kilmarnock. To Kilmarnock. For how long? Until the winter break. Three and a half weeks. It's seven games though, when you think about it. From where? Where is he? He was Nowhere. a free. He's just been a free. Yeah, yeah, his contract was up at the end of last season. They had injuries. Went in, trained with Hart, uh, with Kelly, sorry. How old is he now? Um, early 30s. 
Uh, still got a bit about him. Um, like I say, it's extremely short, but is that, that's sort of fair. You know, seven games, there's no risk getting attached to Kilmarnock. You no then become and free. You get the no chance. Risk, and there's no risk for Kilmarnock. If he can come in and make a difference, you know, then it's, it's been a good thing. If it doesn't, it doesn't work, then obviously it goes in. Like they go their separate ways come the come the winter break. Talking about Kilmarnock, Lee McCulloch can answer it. He's, uh, he's 33, by the way, Gary McKay, Stephen. Yeah. Um, Lee McCulloch is not on the list. Nope. Sean Maloney? Yes. Nice one. Two really what, tough ones. What about Stephen Glass? Nope. Tony Dockery? Yes. I was thinking it's kind of staring us in the face. The other two are tough, you know. They are tough. How far back are we going here? Uh, they were both 2019. And neither of them are this team's manager anymore. Liam Fox? And one of them, the team isn't even in the top flight anymore. Just to confuse things further. Nope. Liam nope, Fox nope, not nope, then? Nope, 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 nope. But it's Dundee United, No. No. Okay, that's Rose, that one, eh? Yeah. So, remember, re recap the question. It's the last 10 Scottish Premiership managers uh, who were appointed to the managerial job for the first time by that club. So it was their first job, like Tony Doherty at Dundee, Naismith at Hearts, McLean St. Johnson, Barry Robson Aberdeen, Stevie Hamill, Sean Maloney, David Martindale and Callum Davidson, two others. What about Dyer? Yes, Alex Dyer. Kilmarnock Oh that is insane. I led you right into that Didn't I It's an assist Well done mm, Yeah thank you Okay <laughs> not sure about that And here's my clue For the last one The team in question Are no longer In the Premiership yeah. This guy Is back in the Premiership But not as a manager Right I'm delighted with that clue as well That is a great clue Hamilton No Yes Stuart No, no. Baxter No Hamilton Hamilton Rice Brian, Brian Rice Brian Rice Brian, Oh Livingston There we go uh, Thank you very much Kenny and Gordon That will do us tomorrow night It um, There we go Michael Horn Steaming in with Brian Rice Is an answer there as well I've even got requests For last night's teaser The teaser takes Please don't rip the paper up So loudly <laughs> Into the mic We're back at 6 tomorrow With Charlie Mulgrew And Cammy Bell Massive night of Scottish Premiership action We look forward to seeing you then And Callum Gallagher is up next Thank you.